Welcome to the Open Source Way. This is our podcast series, SAP's podcast series, about the difference that open source can be. And in each episode, we'll talk with experts about open source and why they do it the open source way. I'm your host, Carsten Hohage, and in this episode, I'm going to talk to Dr. Wolfgang Gehring, Dr. Christian Wege, and unfortunately not Konstantin Hofer, about uh, free and open source software at Mercedes-Benz. Welcome, and nice to have you here, Wolfgang and Christian. Hi, thanks for having us. Hi, Carsten. Thanks for having us. Yeah, it is a pleasure to be with you today. Great. Hi, Wolfgang. Hi, Christian. Um, about you, a little bit that you told me, uh, inspired by the inner source movement about, I think, five years ago, uh, you, Wolfgang Gehring, turned into an ambassador for inner and open source. Uh, and you've been spreading uh, ideas within Mercedes-Benz and its uh, IT subsidiary, the I think it's still called Daimler TSS. We have to be a little careful here about naming uh, as it has rather recently changed from Mercedes. Uh, you're a software engineer by trade uh, and uh, the goal is to enable Mercedes-Benz to become a true open source company. Christian has a background in informatics, uh, leading the IT team uh, of the Mercedes-Benz uh, open source, uh, the, the FOSS center of competence it is called. Uh, before this, he's worked uh, on fast topics at Mercedes-Benz for, I think, over 10 years and has been one of the initiators to propose uh, open source as a strategic initi initiative. Um, he also strives to make the voice of the developer heard in the creation of open source governance processes and to establish generally open source within Mercedes-Benz. Last but not least, uh, we should mention uh, Konstantin Hofer, who helped preparing this episode but cannot be here today as uh, his voice is currently on vacation. Uh, he represents uh, the legal aspect, uh, so I hope we can stay fully compliant uh, also without him, but I'm pretty sure about that. Uh, and he's also part of Mercedes-Benz Center of Competence for Open Source Software. Let's maybe turn first to the thing I just briefly mentioned in between. You used to be Daimler, you're now Mercedes-Benz again, is that right? Yeah, that's correct, yes. We used to be Daimler AG, now Mercedes-Benz Group, so that's a new name of the company. Okay, so I'm fine if I say Mercedes-Benz, or can I cut it short to Mercedes, or uh, how do we work that? Mercedes-Benz is nice. <laughs> <laughs> Brand of, of the cars that we, uh, that we sell, yeah. Oh yeah, I should add that... Um, Daimler TSS will be renamed April 1st to Mercedes-Benz Tech Innovation. So I guess at time of recording, we're still Daimler TSS. At time of airing of this episode, it's going to be uh, Mercedes-Benz Tech Innovation. Okay, okay. Um, and haha, ha, you're serious about renaming that, although it's on April 1st, right? <laughs> uh, yes. yes. <laughs> uh, good one. Uh, no, uh, I was saying that because uh, the 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 date uh, of the Mercedes Benz renaming is also notable because that was not January first. It was not February first, but instead it was January thirty first, and that has a meaning. Can you share that again? 
Yeah, uh, a while ago, uh, that is when the patent to Carl Benz was granted, uh, uh, which is uh, one of the cornerstones of uh, our success here as, as a car maker. And so we were pretty proud that we uh, could choose that date that really fit uh, pretty nicely. And so uh, that's the reason why we chose that date. Okay, great. So that is a date uh, well known in company history, or at least it has an other meaning in company history as well. Okay, cool. Um, let's get uh, to the to the open source topic. Uh, Mercedes Benz and SAP both, and also quite a few other companies, are part of the Catena X project. Uh, we did talk about that uh, in an episode couple of months ago no actually last month uh but maybe as a recap for our listeners uh what is it exactly uh that you do that we all do in catena x yeah well uh, catena x that's that's the line of uh, a couple of companies that work together in the automotive industry um and the goal is here that we build an an, an, an extensible ecosystem um Uh, for automotive manufacturers and suppliers, dealers, um, and so on. And um, the purpose of the whole activity is to form an association uh, so that you have uniform standards for information and data sharing throughout the entire automotive value chain. And uh, to do that, uh, it is a network um, and the technology uh, for these challenges to do that. And uh, we uh, commonly believe that innovation emerges from working together from such collaborative efforts. Um, uh, or And uh, the collaboration is not just big companies, uh, also small uh, medium-sized companies are part of that, uh, as well as, as the big ones as we are. Well, we are working together in that network. And um, so uh, we also connect to other uh, technologies for data infrastructure uh, or data exchange like Gaia-X. Um, and... Um, Technology in industry outfitters and adapters, they also should be connected to that. And this is one place where Mercedes and SAP come together. Um, and so it's nice to have that conversation here in open source. All right. I think if, if one would want to put it simply, Gaia X is the larger initiative of the European Union, right? To standardize certain things and be a little less dependent on. Uh, the transatlantic relationship in IT and cloud space concerns, right? And Catena is basically the offspring that is a more practical approach, uh, mostly focused on the automotive industry. And uh, I think in, in, last, in the last episode, uh, we also mentioned or actually focused very much that the Fraunhofer Institute is also involved in all these approaches, at least in, in the, the backend technologies There are many interested players involved, as you've already said. So how does that work in the end, maybe, Wolfgang? Yeah, so uh, traditionally, collaborating on such things as standards between many different companies might have been difficult for various reasons. But doing it the open source way is different because open source ensures transparency in terms of decision taking and, and also transparency in terms of code. So that way it might be a big industrial project with big stakeholders, but at the same time, 
it is a project which is open for contributors of the open source world. So really all interested players worldwide. And um, as outlined by Chris, the common belief is that innovation emerges from collaboration, right? Probably something that is uh, very familiar to all open source enthusiasts. Okay, and uh, basically the, the, the open source world enables that one doesn't need mutual point-to-point -point agreements, uh, uh, but that certain things are already defined by the way open source simply works, right? Yep, exactly. Okay, cool. Uh, so which other uh, contributors are we, are we talking about here? Just some examples? Yeah, so uh, the members of Katina X are not only OEMs like uh, Mercedes-Benz, BMW, Volkswagen, but also other big companies like Bosch, uh, ZF, Siemens, and uh, IT providers like yourself, SAP, right? Uh, Microsoft and uh, many others. Fraunhofer, you mentioned. Yeah, and uh, lots of others, actually. Okay, and, 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 then, and then all those, including us, uh, as, as SAP, uh, we develop together in the open source domain. Uh, I, I may have touched it before, but what do you see as the main advantages of, of such a collaboration model? Well, we see that as a collaboration model uh, where partners can work together in the open, uh, even if they compete in the same market. Uh, uh, but uh, for the stuff that you work together, those are commodities. Uh, um, and so uh, others can have open access to those commonly developed technology and uh, can even contribute to that innovation. And it's so um, within the networks, every partner can still have their own differentiating features um, while working together on the stuff that is common. There are other examples uh, in the IT industry and we, uh, within Catinix, we want to apply that to the automotive industry. Um, so the, idea, the general idea is that everything that's really a commodity should be done as open source to make the best use of the scarce resources and everyone then uh, can add the differentiating features uh, with the resources that, that are free and not everyone needs to uh, develop on the commodity stuff. Okay, but then, then again, this is... Okay, not brand new uh, open source approaches. Uh, we are in that a couple of decades now, but I still do remember how uncomfortable certain people about that at SAP used to be still like 10, 15 years ago. In this context, what do you do at Mercedes-Benz to ensure that all your employees are comfortable in that open source world? Or in other words, uh, how do you enable everybody that they can can become and stay active in open source. Yeah, uh, maybe I'll take this one. And uh, you're absolutely right, uh, Carsten. Uh, at first it feels uncomfortable because it is a huge cultural change, right? Uh, we have included FOSS into our global Mercedes-Benz IT strategy uh, years ago, actually. Um, but the challenge still is, how do you go from a we predominantly develop our own software approach, which you know we have done for so many years, uh, to now, please everybody become active in FOSS. And um, so as a catalyst for this, we have created the Mercedes-Benz FOSS manifesto. Yes, yeah, so, uh, a bit like the Agile manifesto, if you will, just for open source. Uh, so what it is, is a, a set of guidelines and core values which doesn't only allow our employees to be 
active in open source and openly communicate this, uh, but actually it sends them on a mission to do exactly that. And this FOSS manifesto is now a key pillar in all our FOSS endeavors and hopefully really, really helps to, to uh, do the cultural change and the transformation to that regard. All right. Sounds like one of these very central key documents, like, I don't know, the, the Amazon Web Services Manifesto from, I believe it was 2007 or something, uh, where Jeff Bezos himself defined how web services are handled uh, at Amazon. Uh, is that something uh, one can take a look at or... Yeah, sure. So we, I mean, Carsten, we hope it will reach that status, right? Um, that That's sort of the intention. And uh, of course, you can look at it because it is open source, <laughs> right? So um, the yeah, the, the easiest way is to go to our open source landing page, which is uh, still pretty new, I should add. So don't expect too much content there yet. We are working on it. Um, yeah, so uh, go to open source mercedes-benz.com uh, or uh, Google it, of course, and you can find our FOSS manifesto there and you can download it too. Um, it's under a Creative Commons Zero license. So if you like it, you can use it for your own purposes, sort of use it as a blueprint, change it so it fits your needs or uh, whatever you want. Uh, I hope you like it and yeah, shoot me an email if you have any comments or questions. Okay, cool. And by the way, on the at least on the SAP uh, pages where this podcast is published, we of course maintain also these kind of links, uh, either directly to your manifesto or at least most definitely uh, to the Mercedes-Benz open source site that you just mentioned. Oh yeah, cool. Thanks. Uh, Chris, you have anything to add from your perspective to the manifesto? Yes, yes. Uh, to, to the manifest. Well, it's it's not the manifest itself, but it's not just that we ask people uh, to do that. We also want to enable our employees to do that and actively participate in open source. And uh, to that end, we have implemented uh, open source driver's license trainings. Yeah, it sounds strange, maybe for the open source world, for an automotive company, a driver's license is something very natural. Uh, that's how we call them. And um, uh, it's a series of five online trainings uh, that the colleagues have to complete before they start to work with open source, uh, depending on what they do. Um, so this ranges from a simple use when you build in some open source components into your product or from contributing bug fixes uh, all the way to, uh, to creating uh, their own projects. And for those different use cases, we have created those trainings. Okay, and then do you have like uh, virtual checkpoints? Like, uh, do I have to show my driver's license before I can log on to GitHub or something? Uh, or or uh, how does that work? It sounds like actual permit. So, uh, it is kind of like in the real world. Yeah, no license, no highway. It, it's not checked when you log on to GitHub. It's not like that, but uh, you, you have to have uh, done the trainings. So you get a driver's license as a certificate at the end of each training. And uh, that pretty much reflects that you went through the rule set for the FOSS and inner source activities uh, at Mercedes-Benz, right? And then depending on how advanced you want to be in open source, uh, you can take the basic training and the next one and the next one. Also kind of like in real life, you know, you need a driver's license uh, for a passenger vehicle and another one for driving a truck uh, and so forth. 
So uh, as you, yeah, you can see that if you turn your actual driver's license around in the back, right, it reflects what uh, you can do. Let's not talk about actual driver's licenses because then we get into, well, did, did you originally have the uh, the rose-colored one or the gray-colored one or directly the credit card one uh, because <laughs> they keep changing around? Uh, speaking of that, uh, for many developers, especially in the open source field, the word you just used there, rules, may sound a bit dusty at times. Is that more or less a compliance training to make sure that people know how to behave out there or uh, how, how, how can we see that? Well, of course, we want to make sure that our developers know what to consider when facing a FOSS license, for example, right? But it's definitely not only rules. Our trainings also focus a lot on the cultural aspects of open source and, and the whole mindset around it. I think it's a pretty good mix, actually. Well, we are confident that we uh, really found uh, the sweet spot uh, of being interesting, interactive, and comprehensive. So, uh, not just um, not just governance and rules, but also how that really works. Uh, and uh, uh, well, and something that gives us confidence that we uh, really uh, found the right uh, combination is that we uh, were awarded the e-learning award in 2021 in the category of storytelling, uh, which we're pretty proud of. And uh, this was one of the major uh, successes uh, that we could then show those trainings and even then get this uh, reward. Congratulations. And uh, for another fun part and further education, we also have established our so-called FOSS Fridays. Uh, so the FOSS Fridays are an internal conference series uh, taking place about once a month. And uh, there we host talks and discussions about all topics open source. And we have internal speakers and we have external guest speakers too. So uh, uh, just in February, uh, SAP's own Sebastian Wolf was one of our esteemed guests and gave a great talk about uh, SAP's open source journey and, and some really nice enlightening insights from the development of the Corona Warn app. Title of his talks was Here Be Dragons, right? <laughs> it was really interesting. It's so cool and important to have external perspective too, you know, from other FOSS enthusiasts. That's, of course, the same reason uh, why we love that you are here in our podcast today. <laughs> uh, and Sebastian, I should have mentioned in the beginning maybe as well, because he was also part in, well, actually getting us together uh, and, and, and preparing for this here. And our regular listeners may know him from uh, several podcasts before because he's kind of very involved in, in many of SAP's uh, open source activities and is part of our open source uh, program office. Uh, so at Mercedes, everybody learns about open source by A, doing the driver's license and B, uh, the Fridays, how, how did you call them? FOSS the, Friday. The FOSS, the FF, the FOSS Friday talks, uh, or is there even more that you offer? Uh, yeah, thanks. Thanks for asking. Uh, well, uh, while those are essential elements, uh, we also strengthen our inner source activities, uh, which is the application of uh, of open source tools and collaboration methods uh, in the internal uh, before we approach a broader community. Um, 
And uh, so that way we enhance the collaboration and the reuse within the company at the same time and then and, and get ready for real open source in the external world. And and what you really uh, uh, like there, uh, we, we strive to achieve a high level of developer happiness and quality standards in the products um, and also compliance-wise. So uh, because we train that in InnoSource, so we feel that InnoSource is a very powerful tool to achieve both things. And um, we use it to develop and practice contributions to be ready to the open um, before we do that. So it's it's we are still in a learning process but that's a, a very good tool one thing that we have where the developers can actually uh, then uh, check themselves is if they are ready for the next steps is uh, that we ask them to do self assessments uh, so before they go with the next steps in in a source open source that they uh, go with the self self assessments where they need to answer some questions for themselves um, and we don't want yet another spreadsheet, uh, um, uh, but we do that inside GitHub as issues. So we want to be uh, inside the repositories, inside the development environments where developers work. So uh, that way we hope that we are uh, getting friction there so that they uh, can focus on, on the work that they want to do, which is coding and creating great products while at the same time um, keeping up the high standards. Okay, so no roadblocks in front of GitHub where somebody asks, uh, show me your license and your papers, but rather self-assessment. Sounds very fitting uh, to the topic. Great. Uh, one more question. Uh, there's every once in a while there are incidents um, that have to do with open source library services uh, or things that are perceived uh, as part of that world like uh, for example some java logging tools uh, that became a topic raised criticism uh, raised criticism also that big companies like sap uh, like mercedes-benz maybe use a lot of open source these days uh, just these events like for a moment change the perception um, what's your take on that well, I think the critics do have a point, you know, and, and that is precisely why we ask our developers to, uh, for one, contribute back to the open source projects they use, and for two, to make available as open source some projects of our own which could be useful for, for others, for the community out there. So uh, <laughs> we have just started with that, so we don't have that many yet, uh, but slowly, a few are there and uh, more are coming. Uh, you can also see them from our earlier mentioned open source landing page. Um, and also another important thing, we have uh, started to financially contribute to open source projects through a sponsoring program. In our case, we use uh, GitHub sponsors, which we started a, a bit over a year ago, actually. And uh, so that's in order to say thank you for letting us use their tools, give them some financial recognition, which they deserve, and in particular, actually, also to promote open source altogether. So I'm personally quite engaged in that area. I think that is a, a really good thing. You know, hope that helps. Yep, very, very much sounds like a good thing. And I'm, I'm generally getting the impression that Mercedes-Benz here is... Uh, Doing its name all honor. I, I just happened uh, uh, two days ago to talk to a, a 
an international colleague uh, who told me that Mercedes-Benz out there in the world, of course, is still the name uh, for German engineering. Like, you want to drive that car wherever in the world uh, because that is German engineering. Uh, and it kind of sounds like you're in a good way for the new world, at least on the IT side with open source here to me. Um, final question um, where you can... Make a summary, maybe uh, just as great as the one I just did. Um, what are your three key takeaways? What are your three key takeaways uh, you want our listeners to remember from this podcast today? Well, our company purpose is first move the world. If I translate to open source, I would say everything that's commodity, do it in open source. And everything that's business differentiating, do it in inner source. Yeah, that's good. And for, so from my side, uh, Mercedes-Benz wants to be active and be good, active FOSS citizens. So uh, not everything is perfect yet, but we are working hard on it every day to get there. And uh, bit by bit, I think it's all coming together quite nicely so far. That's our job as as OSPO, like bring balance to the force, like uh, we have legal compliance and developer happiness and both needs to be in harmony. Yeah. Legal compliance and developer happiness, that was now the key takeaway <laughs> that Konstantin would have mentioned uh, if you were here or... Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, the, well, he, he's, his, his, his voice is not in harmony at the moment, so I... <laughs> I took the liberty to at least bring his final words into that conversation. And the key takeaway of cause the harmony between legal compliance legal compliance and developer happiness is much more in harmony than his voice currently is. <laughs> okay, thanks. Uh, great takeaways also. Uh, thank you again, Chris, Constantine in absence uh, and Wolfgang uh, for being our guest today. It was great to have you here. It's now time for us before my final lines to say bye-bye. So let's all say bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. Thanks so much for having us. Thank you very much for having us. And thank you all out there for listening to The Open Source Way. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it and don't miss the next one. It's always published every last Wednesday of the month and you can find it on OpenSAP and in most places where you find your other podcasts like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, etc., etc. Thanks again for listening and bye-bye. <laughs>